Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. I'm Stacy Martin, and I'm so glad you're here with me. I'm joined by my friend Darren Short, or Dar. He's got so many different aliases I do. here. I have a few. He is one of our counselors here in the Karen Counseling Department, and we are going to be jumping in to this weekend's message, which which is dealing with being trapped by religion, which I think is a fascinating topic for a church to handle. Mm-hmm. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? That's a good question. Who am I? I could, we <laughs> could stay there a while. Yeah, we could. I am a kind of an existentialist. Um, I am a, um, I'm a young man from the backwoods of New York State who happened to find his way down to North Carolina. And uh, I've been here about 13 years. Um, and um, yeah, there's just, well, what do you want to know? You married? You have I'm kids? I'm married, yes. My wife's going to, she's going to love me for that one. Um, so yeah, I'm married. I've been married for 13 years. We moved to Charlotte right after we got married. And I have four young little nuggets. And they just are crazy and wonderful. So I have three boys and a little girl, oh, gosh. all under the age of 10. And so we are just in the thick of it. Man, you are, because I only have two yeah. under 10. And as I looked out the porch, the screened in porch yesterday, there was a river of mud, some pipe connected to the spigot. Every There's no grass, because it has all been run away. Both children were in underwear, Oh yes. no clothing, so our neighbors could see us. And I heard the oldest say, John, keep your underwear on. <laughs> And all I could think about was there is nudity on the cul-de-sac from somebody in my family, and our water bill is going to be so high. Yes. <laughs> so if that's uh, – yours that's is great. just multiplied. Well, it's maybe it's just a little bit multiplied, but, you know, the fun just it, – it doesn't stop. You know, there we went for a mountain bike ride yesterday, and it was it had rained a little bit. And so there was mud on the trail. So this is kind of re- relating with your experience yeah. of mud. But there was also dog poop on the trail. <laughs> and so I have a bike rack, and there is, you know, two, two uh, you know, I have four bikes total. I've got my bike and three of my kids. And so we can only fit two on the bike rack, and so the rest have to go in the car. Oh. And so we had a nice aroma on the way home. It was great. Oh, it my great. gosh. I can just, laundry just seems to exemplify everything that my family, like, I get to relive our adventures yeah. oh, every gosh. day with a nice, fresh or not so fresh load. Oh yeah, it's good. And I smell feet all the time right now. Oh yeah. That's yes. just, just like, oh, does that foot I smell? Uh-huh. We should do a follow-up podcast on children and their odors. And we'll yeah. bring fam men in and we'll just, we you can, know, maybe some of our facility staff. We've got some great service pro people that, that uh, love on us here. So we'll just, yes. we'll figure this out. We should do that. And you know, we'll, we'll talk about some interventions and you know, coping strategies and things like that. Oh well, gosh, too. coping strategies, sign me up. Yeah. So, so you're what you're a licensed counselor. I am a licensed counselor. And yeah. you're here in care and counseling. And the reason mm-hmm. I am so very excited about this is that, you know, we're talking about in, in the weekend messages, we're talking about all the things that trap us. Yeah. And the best people I think to speak into this are you guys. You love Jesus, you love people, and you spend your professional careers walking people through a lot of this. Like, mm-hmm. what does it look like to to get out of these things that trap us? Yeah. So I'm ex- really excited. And like I've told everybody else, I feel like I'm going to get six weeks of free counseling without any of the confidentiality stuff. So there's none, none of that. But, man, I, I'm really looking forward to this. Awesome. Well, you know, in, in counseling, we don't get to do a whole lot of personal disclosure. So hopefully I can add some of my own experience as well, too. To That's this. I'm really excited yeah. about. I'm really excited about. So one of the things that we talked about, Jason really started off with, um, is about this idea of feeling trapped by religion. Yeah. But religion is one of these funny things because we as people feel both drawn to religion and trapped by that. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Yeah, that's a it's an awesome question. I think 
um, I think fundamentally we are created to worship. Mm. You know, and re- if you think about what is religion, it's just a it's a belief system. It's it's beliefs that we have, um, but it's there's a longing in each of us. You know, you could look at ever anyone out there, whether they would say I'm a religious person or I believe this or I believe this. So ev- we all have belief systems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're created, I think, fundamentally to worship something, and so whether that's um, you know worship God, to worship um, things, something created. Uh, you know, to worship a relationship, a job, you know, like there's just, I think we, we know we can kind of look around and see pretty clearly a lot like, okay, well, we all have beliefs and we we're created to worship. And so religion has this draw, I think, coming from an existential perspective, like everyone's asked the question, like, why are we here? What's the meaning mm-hmm. of life? Like, you know, where does my worth, value, and meaning come from outside of what I'm doing, you know, going to work, you know, going to sleep, waking up, doing it all over again, whatever, like kind of the daily grind. I think that's those questions that we have of purpose and meaning, you know, um, science only goes so far. And then we yeah. we move into the realm of philosophy and um, theology and, you know, some of that existential stuff. So I think religion is a draw because people want to know those deeper things. And um, so they're looking for, for ways to um, make sense out of Uh, this thing we call life. Yeah. Well, part of the trap of religion is when, as Jason was telling us, is when our behaviors are so, um, so connected to our faith. Mm -hmm. And this sounds a little strange, but that we end up needing the behaviors in order to be successful at religion. Yeah. What are some of the things that convince us that a behavior-based faith is the key to success like why is that yeah you know it's it's interesting because you know there's this longing this draw to religion that like this hope that um you know this will help me i'll feel freedom Mm -hmm. um but then uh religion um which i think the term religion for us maybe it's just for me but i think a lot of times in our society it's it's almost like uh it's it's thought of as a negative term it has Mm -hmm. a negative connotation to it now um and so but we're spiritual beings in a, you know, at a basics in a basic way, but you know what what religion promises us or what this set of beliefs promises us is alluring because it's like, well, maybe this will help answer some of the questions that I've had for you know why I'm here. But the trap is is that you know I think if you move into these rules or the system is so constrictive or it's so rigid and it doesn't it doesn't bring about the experience of freedom. Mm. And it's like you've really just kind of traded uh, one set of, uh, you know, feeling bonded bond, in bondage here or not free here for another uh, trap as well. Oh, gosh. So yeah. it's just like you're just really replacing that. So um, and I think that that a lot of times uh, that can happen for people if if they miss the point, which is, I think, it's about the heart. Yeah, well, I've definitely fallen into that. I think when you, especially when you're new to faith and you want so badly to do it right, you know, you just, you want, there's this place of obedience that I think gets almost perverted in a way where you, you want to do it out of a heart of obedience, but then all of a sudden it's about rules and you're like, I've got to do it right. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden the way you're living on the outside doesn't match Mm -hmm. who you are on the inside. Right. So what do you yeah. say to a client when you when they either either say that like I just don't feel like my outsides and my insides are matching or you can see it. Right. What what is something that you say? Yeah, that, I think that's honestly I get really excited when people come in and they're just like, you know, I've been doing this for a while and I'm I don't really feel free or it's become 
you know, I'm just going through the motions. And I get excited because I think that those um, those places, those walls that people hit, where mm-hmm. they recognize that, like, I'm doing all the things that people are telling me that I should be doing, and I'm not experiencing uh, what I want to be experiencing. Those are opportunities for people to kind of go deeper. Um, and I, I think, you know, we we all hit those periodically. You know. Uh, we, what used to work for us isn't working for us anymore. Yeah. Or what I thought things were going to be like, it's it's not like that anymore. I thought I was going to be here in life, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. So we all have these disappointments or things that, that these incongruences. But when somebody comes in, they said, you know, I feel like externally I'm doing all these things, but internally I'm falling short of an experience that I long to have. Yeah. I think that's, I get excited about that as a counselor because I'm like, okay, yes, let's go there. Let's explore that. Don't because be scared by that. I have a des- desire. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think that, you know, there's spiritual maturity comes about when people are able to, instead of just keep doing what they're doing or to just be like, this must not be real. Faith not be, must not be true. This might, this isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. It's just to say, honor the question, you know, oh, honor the good. question, honor the curiosity, honor the part of you that says this feels hard or this doesn't feel like it's working because you're, if you follow those questions, a lot of times, instead of just pushing those away or trying to ignore those, you're going to, you're going to go deeper. Mm. So I encourage the questioning. I encourage the exploration of those things. And I think feeling, giving people the freedom to experience that within, you know, a faith-based system, you know, especially Christianity is, is really, is freeing. Even that experience is validating and normalizes, like, I'm not the only one. And I think so many of us um, make our faith formulaic, or at Mm -hmm. least I do. I mean, I can, you know, if you look at any sort of self-help, anything, it's 10 steps, Mm -hmm. you know, even exercise, weight loss, nutrition, everything feels formulaic. And then you get to your faith and you're like, okay, um, I'm going to have a daily quiet time and it's going to look like this. And I'm going to do it every day at this time. And then I'm going to pray this way because because God's surely going to answer it. And I think that for me, it feeds back into my early childhood thoughts of God that he was like this genie, mm-hmm. this like benevolent genie. Mm-hmm. And that if I just ask the right way or I do it the right way, then I will receive blessings. Right. And all of a sudden it just spins out until you've made it more about um, like a rigid set of boundaries as opposed to a relationship. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you could think about it. We We interact with people all the time. Like what if you set up your you know, an appointment with somebody or a get together and you said, this is what we're going to do. And then we're going to have this conversation. And then we're, you know, we're going to go do this over here. It, you know, it doesn't work. So, you know, God, we're created in God's image. Why would that work with God? Um, God is, he's engaging us on a relational heart level, you know, and there are rules and there are boundaries, but as a boundary setter, you know, God has boundaries himself. Like as he set certain things in place to protect us, it's always Mm -hmm. to preserve relationship. It's never to prevent us from freedom. In fact, God, I think, I believe that he wants us to step into freedom. Um, and those protective things that, that he said, please don't do this or, or be mindful of this or, or don't do this. Like the commands that he gives are always about preserving relationship. You know, there's no, there's nothing valuable that in this world that, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's worth, that's special, that's sacred. Um, you know, what, 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 what's something valuable that you could think of that doesn't have protection, protection around or, yeah. or, or boundaries or that's guarded or cared for well. Mm-hmm. And so that's the same kind of, that's the way I think about it. I love that. Now, so what if there's somebody who's listening to this and they're saying, 
Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I really do feel like I'm, I'm driven by these works. I'm driven by these roles, and I, I think it's okay. How would you how would you help people distinguish whether or not they're trapped by religion? Well, I think um, there are lots of different types of people out there. And for the person who may kind of gravitate or tend to kind of use rules and um, as a way of, you know, managing their life, things like that, you're always going to have other people that tend to buck the system. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. So, you know, for you, you've kind of said, like, this is just kind of how I function in my faith. Like for me, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a rule follower, um, but uh, I, you know, I've, I would tend to kind of be a rule breaker at times or to be like, yeah, if somebody set that rule, like, you're going to press. Why? On it a little yeah, bit. I'm going to yeah. press into it. You know, I'm not going to be like overtly rebellious just for the sake of being rebellious, but I'm going to ask a question like, why? So I, I think it's important to recognize that there's lots of different personalities out mm-hmm. there, you know, ways that people respond to that. Um, but uh, so I'm trying to think of like the best way that I can answer your question. You, like you want me to kind of think about oh, a specific person or well, just you somebody. You had somebody in your office that you, you, they weren't quite landing there, but you were getting the feeling that they were trapped by religion. Okay, what would you, what would kind of be your first prompting to them or to, to have them open their eyes like, hey, this might actually be what you're struggling with. It may not actually be that you're doing it wrong or right. that your God's not hearing your prayers or that right. that you're trapped by religion. How would you kind of approach yeah. that? Well, first I would say, how's that working for you? <laughs> and they're like, well, I made an appointment with you and it's this not, is my eighth one. So. And I'm like, okay, glad. So we can recognize that there's something about how you're living that isn't working well for you right yeah. now. Let's explore that. You know, um, what do what do rules mean to you? You know, maybe I would ask them like, you know, how do you conduct yourself when you're, um, you know, when you were in school? Mm-hmm. Like, was that was was behavior always a problem for you? Or, uh, but I would I would use it to you know kind of explore deeper. You know, mm-hmm. like what do the rules mean to you? Um, what 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 happens when you don't don't follow a rule? What happens when you inevitably fail? Right? Because yeah, yes. the reality of life that we all know is that like none, no one's perfect. We're all broken. And uh, despite your desire to want to pursue something with excellence or to do things well, you will fail. Mm-hmm. How do you handle failure? And that's hard thinking about failing within like a spiritual context. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, especially for people who come from either a fundamentalist or kind of a legalist background, the idea that they would fail in faith means or fail in their spiritual practice means eternal damnation Mm -hmm. and that i gosh you talk about the baggage that comes with that Mm -hmm. is i mean is way more than eight sessions with with dar (laughs) sure and you know i i think we also it's important to recognize the context that we live in like the you know uh the world says you know you are what you do Mm -hmm. or you are how you perform and so that trap can follow us into you know um spirituality and our relationship with God or religion because we just you know we're like well I'm I'm in God's good graces and he approves of me as long as I do a B and C Mm. and that's the complete opposite of grace you know Um, you know we we don't live under the law anymore that's what the Bible says is that we live under a covenant of grace and grace is you know is uh, God's favor given without merit based upon what we've done, but it's based on what he does. It yeah. doesn't mean that we don't have a role or a partnership with God, but I think that's a big thing is like 
learn, like growing in a relationship with God and overcoming religion is kind of spotting lies, mm. um, things that the areas that we've become stuck in. And sometimes those things can, you know, those beliefs can even form out of, um, you know, past hurts, wounds, experiences from our family growing up, like, you know, lots of different things where lies and seeds of lies uh, can get planted. And so until we recognize that that's actually not true, that's mm. actually not what the scripture teaches, that's not even what Jesus was saying. He, In fact, he said the very opposite of that. You know, it's hard for people to enter into truth. Um, and, and there's also this reality where I meet with tons and tons of people, people that have been walking with Jesus for many years. And they said, you know, I, I know this in, on one level in my head, but like, when things happen in my life, circumstances, situations, I respond differently. And I feel like I'm failing the Lord because mm. I'm not doing what I know to do in my head. And so there's this, this, this kind of dissonance, right? This kind of gap between head and heart. Yeah. Um, and I'm using heart when we talk about kind of like, you know, uh, the, the, the deepest part of our being, right? Mm. The soul and, and where our spirit connects with God's spirit. But those are the places where people are just like, I don't feel like, I don't understand how, how to do this. And so that's a, that's a big um, thing. But I, again, I encourage people to kind of engage with those, explore those things instead of saying, jumping to the inclusion, the conclusion that, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm, God doesn't see, or God sees me this way. He's angry with me. Mm. All those things are just lies that really are not true. I love that you classify those as lies because Jason walked us through a, a, like a seven question test to find out if you're trapped yeah. in this trap of religion. And it was things like, you know, if when you think about God, um, you see God as angry, distant, and cold. Well, that's a lie because that's not his character. Mm -hmm. um, that you start becoming judgmental and cynical about other people's religious activities or faith walks mm -hmm. um, that you use us and them language except except for or instead of we and you and that your lives are filled with religious activity but no joy and peace but the big one that you touched on that I just love because I think I think for me this is where I can really resonate when bad stuff is happening we question why is this happening because I'm doing everything right mm -hmm. Which is not the way this whole thing works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what what do you say to somebody who, and you alluded to it a little bit, but comes in and says, you know, my marriage is falling apart, but I'm doing all the right things. Right. My kids are crazy town, but I'm doing all the right things, mm -hmm. which is where I land. I'm like, I've read all the books mm -hmm. and I've implemented all the strategies, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. I pray for them, but they're still disrespectful and feral. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all the people who say, gosh, I'm doing all the things. Mm -hmm surely this recipe should be working out. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we expect like the things that we do to like define who we are, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, but you know, doing, if doing comes before being, you know, we're human, mm -hmm. we're human beings, not human doings. Right. But if we look at like, I'm doing all the right things, therefore, you know, <laughs> blank, yeah. right. should be happening. And so, um, but it, that's where we have to switch it around, like learning to be with God, right? And and letting actions flow out of that, that perspective. But for somebody who says, you know, I'm doing all the right things and it doesn't feel like I'm, it's, it's adding up, then I said, well, that's probably an indicator that, you know, something's out of alignment here. Mm. And maybe you're missing like what God really wants to show you. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of times about it as a developmental perspective, because even I wonder if there's, you know, many, many different people that are, might be listening to this, you know, they're all going to be in various different developmental stages of their faith mm -hmm. formation process. And maybe some are skeptics and they're not quite there yet, and that's fine too. Um, but, you know, if you think about it developmentally, like when we're kids, we think in black and white terms, all or nothing terms, right? Mm -hmm. It's either this or that, but we have very little... Um, a capacity when we're really young to think about things like oh well that guy is a he you know he's a good guy but he has some dark sides to him does that make sense yeah, we watch yeah. a story or a film or you know hear something when we're kids it's just like oh that's the good guy and that's the bad there's guy there's no complexities no complexity the yeah. yeah no wow. nuance there but you know so so if you think about it and you compare that to like a faith formation you know um, developmental cycle um, or process when we develop spiritually, when we're younger in our faith, we oftentimes kind of have thoughts like that, I think, mm -hmm. which are things like, um, I'm doing this, and I, therefore, things should be going this way. Sure. Right? There's a lot more complexity to it. Or, um, this happened, this bad thing happened, therefore, God must be punishing me or angry with me. Yes. I think a lot of people feel that. Yeah, and that is super common. So if you're experiencing that, like, that's something that I would want you to know that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. But that's an invitation to say, is that really true? Yeah. Is God really saying that? You know, because I think there's this practice um, where we, as we grow in our faith, we have to begin to say what God is saying about us. Or we have to be able to say, is God saying that about me? Is that really true? I mean, even the fundamental task of saying, like, am I believing a lie right now? Is there God, you know, is there something that I'm, I've, I have believed, but maybe unknowingly or not, you know, not on purpose or intentionally, is there something that I'm believing that's, that's not based on truth? Mm. And therefore, how, you know, your experience is always going to be distorted if you're living your life based off of a lie, even if you believe it was something that was true. You know. So how do you start doing the hard work of uncovering what it is that Jesus and God are really saying about these things? Yeah. Like that deconstruct, because really a lot of it is probably deconstructing mm -hmm. past experiences, past learnings, and running it through a new filter. How do you even start that hard work? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, there's a couple different ways. I mean, I think um, as a therapist, I'm always... Um, I'm always encouraging people to engage with their emotions. You know, I mm. think there's kind of a, a spectrum. There's people that are like controlled by their emotions and there's people that are disengaged and not aware of really what's happening mm -hmm. in their soul, right? Yeah. Emotions are just like, you know, language of the soul. Mm. And so, um, so I think like, encouraging people to stay curious don't judge their themselves you know like god isn't judging you so why are you judging yourself if you feel judged you're probably listening to the voice of the enemy yeah oh that's good and rebecca talked to us last week about condemnation yeah. shame conviction guilt like all those yeah. messy words yeah if you're feeling that you know it's like that that, that more than likely that's that's you may be believing a lie that the enemies wants you to believe right and so, so that's a good indicator. And a lot of times those negative emotions, like a lot of times we think about, hey, you know, I hate feeling, you know, sad or depressed or, you know, who likes feeling shame or guilt or anything like that, right? Those are not fun feelings. Um, but even those negative emotions, if we stay curious about it, they can actually lead us or clues mm -hmm. towards saying, what's really going on for me here? And this is something I'm learning about myself right now. Yeah. I just assumed that I was this 
optimistic, like I'm just an optimistic person. I move on and I stuff yeah. feelings and I avoid discomfort. Yeah. I don't read Nicholas Sparks books because they make me so sad for like eight days. Mm. And so I just avoid so you them. you feel really deeply. I feel very deeply. Yeah. So I avoid it because I don't like, I don't like feeling it, but I've just been recently practicing this idea of Okay, this is a symptom. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's like just like anything else in your body. If you have a headache, then what's it a symptom of? Is mm -hmm. it stress? Am I dehydrated? Have I not gotten enough sleep? Right. And I'm starting to try to pay, and I don't like it. Like mm. this is not fun. It's not fun. Oh, I hate it. Mm. Like it really. I cried in a meeting last week, mm. and I was like, "What's this hot, wet stuff that's on my face?" <laughs> you know, like what is this? And I, I just don't like it. Yeah. I do not like it. But yeah. I am finding that it is. I, I want to be closer to Jesus and closer to God, yeah. and he's given me these emotions, and the more I avoid them, the, I, I, the more I stiff arm right. the relationship Jesus, and God, Jesus wants to have with me That's right. because I'm ignoring that like, capability he's given me. Yeah. Well, it's like you're you're ignoring the valuable feedback that's coming up from the deepest parts of who oh, yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, it's like biofeedback. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of... Um, talk right now about um, how it's courageous to be vulnerable. Brene Brown has yes. done a lot of research online. I She's, just watched her Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. It is. It, it is, is fascinating. And it's and so you know how do you expect to be in an authentic relationship with somebody, or how do you expect to have a relationship, uh, authentic relationship with yourself or with Jesus, you know, or f God the Father, Son, Holy or Holy Spirit, Spirit yeah. right? I mean, they, we're not talking with ambiguous things here. We're talking about the, the three persons of the Trinity. They, they are persons, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And so if, we, how, if we're turning ourselves off from this genuine emotion that's coming up, whatever it is, right, if we're not honest about that, how can we truly be known by God or to, you know, to, to give God permission to come in yes. to do that? I wasn't even giving God my junk right? because that was even, like, too uncomfortable. Scarier. Like yeah. to just, I, I would rather just sing praises of Thanksgiving right. and never go into the lamenting part of right. faith, you know. Right. But it's so, it is so interesting how we how we do that. But that's you know, you're not alone. I mean, like like Christians and the church, I think you know, have have at times because they're like, well, Scripture says, be joyful always. Um, you know. Uh, love, love others, don't judge. You know, there's all these kind of commands, things that we know. Well, yeah, like that's that's a kind of what we're called into. Mm -hmm. But we use that as almost like an escape mechanism. Oh, yeah. You know, a defense to to not feel the hard stuff that inevitably occur for us as we walk through this this broken world, mm -hmm. and we ourselves are broken, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we still live in a fallen world. Jesus is redeeming all things, right? And and we will meet him someday. He will restore all things. But right now we live in the, the already and the not yet. Mm -hmm. You know, there's mm -hmm. been resurrection, but, you know, complete union with God face to face. It hasn't happened yet, right? So we have to contend with these emotions that we feel and be honest about those so that we can walk forward through in life with from an authentic perspective an authentic place and there will there will be anxiety there will, mm -hmm. you know for if you live if you have an internal experience and you have this external experience and they're different if you can't live life you can only live life for a short period of time until that the anxiety begins to creep in sure and it really becomes you know um, unbearable yeah. and so a lot of times people hit this wall you know, this ex existential wall, this experiential wall where they're like, I can't do this anymore. And I would say, okay, that's good. 
let's let's reconcile the two. We can do something yeah. with that because that's the first step of being honest of like this is hard and I don't understand my process right now. And so you know with religion and relationship and all that stuff, you know, I think that one of the biggest things that I see is people coming to terms with fear. Because whenever you talk about, you know, religion or, you know, legalism or, you know, religiosity, things like that, that we, we kind of talk about, there's always fear underneath that. And it's usually fear of punishment mm. because they haven't really fundamentally believed that either God is good, God is who he says he is, or um, that God loves me even when I mess up yeah. and when I fail. Um, there's some fear of punishment and fear is the opposite of love, right? You know, mm. it's the enemy of love. You know, you can't feel uh, fear and love at the same, same time, time, right? So part of exposing these lies maybe that are happening, and they happen for all of us, is just being able to name the lies. Um, to forgiveness is a huge process, right? Sometimes forgiving others maybe where those lies began. Sometimes it's forgiving ourselves for things that we can't let ourselves off the hook, mm. you know, which is kind of like pride, right? Because if God says, like, you know, um, I will forgive anything, right? I, he's the only righteous judge. But if you're saying you won't let yourself off the hook, that's kind of almost a, for, a form of pride. Absolutely. So, Gosh, I've never thought of it like so, that. So, you know, exposing the lies, walking through a forgiveness process, um, and being able to receive the truth. And I think a basic, simple way to do that, I do this a lot of times with my clients, is to say, hey, let's ask God right now. You know, mm -hmm. maybe it's Jesus. You know, maybe somebody feels really comfortable with Jesus. Say, Jesus, um, is, uh, is there anything I need forgiveness for? Is there anyone I need to forgive? Right? Mm -hmm. And then, Jesus, is there, um, is there a lie I'm believing about myself? Or is there a lie I'm, I'm believing about this situation right now? And then just sit and wait with the Lord. You know, and God speaks in tons of different ways, right? Sometimes yeah. he speaks to people in images. Sometimes he gives them words. Sometimes, you know, um, scriptures come to mind, you know. But I think getting to know God and getting away from fear is, first of all, like engaging the word of God, right? Which, which, is, which is truth, the living word of God. But then stepping into a process with ourselves to say, what's not working for me? What have I, what's become unbearable? And let's use that as a, a way to stay curious about what God is really doing. Maybe God is actually bringing me to a threshold to step into something new. Yeah. And it's felt like failure, but maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just, just movement forward. I, lo I love those questions that you bring people to because honestly, when I first heard we were doing this topic, I wasn't actually thinking about people who were trapped by religion, about rules. I was actually thinking about people who felt hurt by religion mm. or hurt by religious people. I mean, I've got friends who are, who are not believers and friends who are in all spectrums of faith. And they, I think, especially now in this political climate, Christians... I, Christianity, being part of the evangelical church, I mean, what have you, it's very polarizing. And so I think a lot of people feel hurt either by religion mm -hmm. or hurt by religious people. Mm -hmm. So I love those three questions. How, would you have people who are coming from that kind of perspective sure. respond that same way? Yeah, I mean, there's been lots of people that have been hurt in the church, you know. I mean, the church is the, what, what separates the church, the body of Christ, what makes us different than um, any other social organization out there, the Rotary Club or, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, a golf club or whatever it might be, you know, any, any social group that you could think of is that we possess the Holy Spirit. Mm. And that just because we have the Spirit of God within us doesn't mean that um, we're perfect, right? Yeah. Like community and relationships are still messy and God is working out, you know, he's developing us all, right? We're all broken and we're all in this process of sanctification 
and um, and being formed by the Spirit of God. And so, you know, for the person that's been hurt in the church, I would say, yeah, I mean, like, like if, if you've been in the church even a minute or, or been part of any relationship, like, you know, you've probably been hurt, oh, even yeah. by the people that you love and you're, you're closest with. You know, that's inevitable. Um, but that's where I think forgiveness and grace is, is important, um, but, ash, but, but remaining in truth. Uh, so um, so that's, that's something that I would say, you know, um, I think God is, is grieving over some of those things that have happened too. I think we have a choice though. I think like if we've been hurt, you know, there's kind of a step of like acknowledging what went wrong, what was painful about mm. that. Um, not stepping over that or, or just kind of minimizing things that have happened, but also not going to the other end, the other ditch on the other side mm. of the road is, you know, uh, kind of becoming a victim. Yeah. You know, having this like victim mindset of like, the, you know, or throwing the baby out with the bathwater, like nothing's good in the church or I'm a victim and I won't, I'll never get over this. That's as much of a lie as anything. And so, you know, is her a reality in any relationship or pain? Yes, absolutely. You know, marriages, you know, parent-child relationships, friendships, you know, even our best friends have let mm-hmm. us down. God's never going to let us down, right? Yeah. He's never going to let us down. And um, But as the church, we're the body of Christ, and God is forming us around his spirit, right? He's bringing us into unity. And, you know, um, we have to yield ourselves to what God wants to do. Yeah. And I think that's the invitation for everyone. So if somebody's been hurt, I would say, I'm so sorry that you've been hurt. Um, you're not alone. And, mm-hmm. and, and let's talk maybe about what, what specifically was painful. But then what choices do you have moving forward? Yeah. You can't go back and change that. But you can forgive, right? You can, you can choose to forgive. And, you can, and if there's lies that maybe were birthed in that place or things that you partnered with that certainly isn't God's heart for you, how do we get out of those things? And, you know, that's what engages our will. Yeah. You know, nothing nothing like that. You know, if, if somebody wants to stay there, then I would say, well, you know, I, I can't force you to move. Yeah. You know, as a counselor, I'm mean, like, my heart is to see people whole and well. But if somebody comes in to see me, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, this is kind of what's happened, but I really don't, I don't have a will or desire to change. Then I was like, I don't really know what I can do for you. Um, I, I'm, I'm certainly, I can pray for you, but like, you know, until I think, like we yield ourselves to like, God, what do you say about this? Absolutely. And get his perspective. I think that's a game changer. That's so good. Well, the way that we have been ending the podcast in this series is different than any of the podcasts we've done. Mm. Uh, because I would love for you to pray for us. Because okay. I feel like there's a lot of people listening mm. um, where this topic is resonating. Mm-hmm. And they're they're hearing what you're saying. And maybe they're in their, the place where the first time their will, they've got the will to change. They're saying, gosh, Lord, I do not want to be bound like this anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be bound by rules or I don't want to be bound by past hurts Mm -hmm. at the hand of religion. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you close us and pray for my friends that are listening? And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. I'd love that. Yep. Well, God, we know that, that you've heard everything that we've spoken today. And God, you're here with us now. And Lord, for all those that are listening, God, we know that um, nothing happens um, without uh, you knowing about it, God. And and you're not far away. Lord, we actually renounce the lie now that you are far away or that you're, you're angry or that you're distant, Lord. Um, but Lord, we claim the truth, Lord, and the reality that, that you're a God that, that is powerful 
um, and created the universe, but you're intimately acquainted with our experiences, every emotion that we have, every, every experience that we've been through, Lord, you've been there through it all. Um, and so I pray for the person who's far from you right now, God. I pray that, that if they don't know your great love, yeah, I pray, Lord, that you would draw their hearts close to you. I pray that, that um, you would invite them now, Holy Spirit, um, into a relationship with you, God. And, and for the person that's maybe been in the church and, and they've experienced religion or things have become dry or they've just been going through the motions, um, I pray, Lord, that, that um, they would just... Um, uh, recognize that, Lord, and, and um, Lord, guard their hearts from the lie that they're a failure, Lord, but I pray that you just give them the, the courage to recognize what's not working for them, but to to still pursue you, Lord, to take the questions that they may have and to, um, to bring them before you, God, and to stay curious about their their journey. And God, for the person who, um, Lord, is, is free, Lord, I, I, I just believe that there's people that are even hearing this now that have um, moved very far in their faith and that, that uh, God's going to use you to speak and minister to others that, that, are, um, that are hurting or have been hurt in the church or are confused and they're disoriented, Lord. So for the person that um, is outside of relationship, I pray that they would be found and that I pray that they would um, yield their heart to you, so soften hearts, God. And for the person who's been caught in religion and trapped, um, Lord, um, I pray, God, that, that you would free them up, Lord, and know that um, uh, everything about your spirit is about bringing freedom, Lord. Um, and so, Lord, we just trust that, that the words that have been spoken today, Lord, will, will bring freedom. And I just, I, I pray, Lord, just, um, Lord, that your heart would be known to each person in whatever situation or circumstance that they're going through. Um, and that, uh, Lord, what's been said today would, would truly be an encouragement to them. And we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Man, that was good. Join us next week. We I'm very excited about this topic because if you're like me and the millions of other Americans that struggle with this, we're going to be talking about anxiety. Mm. So we'll have one of your team members yes. on here with us. That's going to be a good one. Fantastic. Escaping the trap I of anxiety. I there for that. Well, you can... Find us on the in your Apple iTunes where you download your podcast or on YouTube. So I hope you'll join us. I will. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great week.